McFarland, McFarland, McFarland. Yeah, McFarland. Depends what kind of punctuation you want to put on it. McFarland. Oh, I was just checking so, in. McFarland. I, I just want to let you guys know. And Coop, say hello. Sam, hello. Say hello. It's Coop. Okay. Hello. Everybody else is on hiatus, vacation, whatever. Um, but uh, so starting September first, it is officially the month of McFarland. So what I'm going to be doing oh. every day. It's because McFarlane, when you yell McFarlane, the whole idea is it's to make you feel better, to make you feel good. So I'm going to do a video every day, uh, even when the Red Sox lose, like this is something to feel good about it. Now, I might have to dip into like the Florida Gulf Coast League, but I am going to be, it is going to be a positive month, thanks to the good, fine folks at McFarlane. The month of McFarlane, you heard it here first. So there you go. You guys excited about that? Nice. The Merry Month. I've been telling everyone about the month of McFarland. Right. Big fan of the Merry Month of <laughs> McFarland. Um, so let's get to it. Overall vibes from this from this series against the Dodgers. Uh, the, the Red Sox, as we sit here, they are now four and a half back of the wild card. It feels like this is the the we talk about the biggest series of the year. We talk about the cliff. We talk about hanging off the cliff. We talk about the Mendoza line of what's viable and what's not. Um, and the, I'll just say this, guys, before we get into the Dodgers series. Go ahead and, ahead and say And everything it. else. Is that this series coming up? This is it, man. This is it. You can't lose this series. Because if you lose this series, that means you're probably landing at five and a half back. And if you land at five and a half back, for me, that's Padres time. <laughs> Padres. Oh, that's insulting. That's well, hurtful. They signed they signed Xander Bogarts though. So they're, what? they're doing good. Xander what? can only do so much. Yeah, you didn't yeah. hear about that? Xander's on the well, Padres? Also, they Xander's also the got Padres. maybe the best trade deadline acquisition in Rich Hill. So there's that. Yes. Yeah. Um Fail all, right. Safe. all right, Sammy, you're bubbling over. What do you got? How you feel? I think if I'm being honest with myself, I honestly think I did everything I possibly could to to keep myself from admitting how jealous I am of the Dodgers and Mookie Betts. Like, I, I don't like to be one of those guys who goes over the Mookie Betts trade over and over and over again. I did that in 2020. I think... 99% of Red Sox fans agree that it wasn't a good move to trade Mookie Betts. We understand why they did it. Doesn't mean it's a good idea or something we agree with. But man, seeing him at Fenway Park, I was so anti hearing about the Mookie Betts story. I even texted Coop before the first game like about how sick of it I am. And then the second I see Mookie do the little heart thing to the Red Sox fans, it just broke my heart, man. Like that was so so it was it was nice to see, but as a Red Sox fan, man, that was that was that was legitimately painful. Not to be dramatic. Well, I, <laughs> not to be dramatic, but to basically say, I was my heart was broken by a baseball player. But not to be dramatic. Yeah, yeah. I'll yeah. I'll well, echo it. Whoa. I'll echo well, it. Hold on. Um, Someone's <laughs> echoing something. All right, go ahead. Echo, echo. away. Uh, so like. Here's a, here's a reality check for everyone. 
it was maybe 50%, maybe more Dodgers fans at the ballpark. Um, yeah. Uh, Saturday was pretty close too. Yeah. Well, they had the, I'd say, I'd say today was like the first day where it was. I thought, I thought Friday was just like, that's insane. I was, I was, so I was on the field when like they kind of rolled down Lansdowne and you could just hear like from inside the park, just like a roar, just get louder and louder and louder. And then they just like they were right behind the monster, and they just like started a well, we have group, Mookie chant. That group Pantone, Pantone two ninety four yeah, or yeah, something. They had at least uh, three thousand people in that from that group, from that you know all piling in the same Airbnb. So anyway, continue your yeah. echoing. Um. So like the. Getting to watch the whole Mookie moment, it was nice and everything, but at the ballpark, it was a whole lot. I, the whole time I was kind of like, this doesn't feel like a full Fenway welcome. Like it, it kind of stunk the fact that there were that many like Dodgers fans there and it was less, it was less like Red Sox fans having closure, more of this is just like a fanfare of Mookie bets at Fenway Park. Like yeah. it, it didn't feel like there was closure. It didn't like, I don't, and it's weird to say it didn't feel like closure. Like it's a professional sport. But the one thing that like really stunk, and this is echoing Sammy, is today, Sunday, um, I was out in the Centerfield studio for WEEI and I was hanging out there a little bit after the pregame ended, you know, like just listening to the radio in there and having the the monitors on. And when Mookie Betts came up and he did a salute to the crowd every first at bat that he had this all like entire weekend. So three salutes, which kind of seems a lot. Uh, that's what I thought after the second one. But then when he did the third one on the other side of the glass where like a couple of kids that were like maybe eight years old and like wearing full Red Sox gear, like started like cheering and yelling like Mookie. And like, that's the part that like, I really hope like Sam Kennedy, the self-proclaimed, red Sox fan that like he grew up like being like i hope he kind of looks at that and he's like yeah this whole thing kind of sucks because of that like i it's the business move it's it's what had to happen i don't think you can like rehash it and whatnot you have to move forward verdugo doing an incredible job getting a leadoff home run and that that was i think an even better part of this weekend more so than everything else i don't know about what you guys think but like I, that i think ownership has to like acknowledge that at some point like hey it sucks, but we did. I mean, they have acknowledged it, but it just sucks. Yeah, well, around. they didn't have to do it. I mean, that's that's my thing. Like, oh, that's spicy. Yeah, we, we, we can tie ourselves in a knots into, and th- there's the case of why they did it, right? So the Sean McDonough call, which is getting a lot of steam now, right? Indefensible. The indefensible, you know, stain on the on the franchise indefensible well that's not entirely true it's defensible now do you choose to believe the defense or buy in the defense or accept the defense i don't know because we know what the defense is the defense was that you were never going to get to the his his asking price so you trade him you didn't have the farm system you in their estimation to go to that asking price Decide, allocate that much money to one guy. So you trade him. But in hindsight, this is exactly the guy you pay the money to. 
this is exactly the guy that you you get uncomfortable for. And and Rafael Devers is a great player. He's not Mookie Betts. And I'm not even talking about the player, the on-the-field player. I'm talking about the thing that struck me, guys, was how – and I, and listen, we, we have to do a caveat, right? We don't know what, how Mookie's personality was would land as we sit here if he just stayed in Boston compared to being freed up in L.A. We don't know. I don't know. But let's just say that he, he evolves and he matures like he has – and he stays in Boston, and he's the same sort of guy. Well, that guy is something that Devers isn't. This is a knock on Devers, but that guy is a guy who you need as the foundation. I mean, I don't know if you guys heard what Ortiz said. Like, Ortiz, I would never hire him as a GM. Which, but he was right. Like, he was right. Like, everything about what Mookie represented – was exactly what this organization needs. The player, the person, the personality, the way that he plays, everything. That's what it came back down for me, guys, is that... Rob, this is this is pretty disrespectful to first-year Red Sox, uh, Justin Turner, who is now captain exactly. of well, the Red Well, this is the problem, you know, <laughs> is that... And, 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 you know, there's no been bigger a supporter of Justin Turner than me. I was like, holy mackerel, this guy's come on. He's been a leader. He's been a much better player, except for maybe Sammy. I don't know, perhaps, but who knows? <laughs> but I would say this. Whoops. It comes back to who is going to be the guy, who is going to be the face, who is going to be the foundation, who is going to be, you know, and I guess, you know, Dever, but what, I don't know if you guys agree, but like Devers, and I'm not talking about, because he didn't do what Mookie did and had seven hits and a home run and all this stuff. It's just a different guy. It's a different player. And Mookie is like, like this, this iconic guy. And by the way, let's just talk about baseball for a second. That Dodgers team, obviously so good in so many ways, but holy mackerel, the one, two, to start a game off with Betts and Freeman. You know it's it incredible to watch them. When they started off a game with Betts and Devers. Yeah, you know what's crazy? You know what's crazy about that Dodgers lineup is that like five through nine is not very good, but one and two are so terrifying that it makes pitching to the rest of the lineup so nerve wracking because you just count it down: three more batters until Betts, two more batters until Betts. Betts is up next, and then all of a sudden you got two guys on base. You're like, how'd this guy hitting two oh five with a six hundred OPS get on first base? Now Mookie's up, so it just goes to show that like. Pay for well, talent and, and it can pays I tell off, you guys man. another thing? You tell me what your, your thoughts are. Watching Mookie play was fun. Like watching Mookie play yeah. was fun. And, and that ball, that ball in right field that he tracked down on Sunday, I as if I'm very burnt. Yeah, we were talking yeah. about this before this show. Well, I was you, out you in the grandstand like, well, on, for Sunday's game. Uh, or in the bleachers, what you should have done in hindsight was you should have like written Mookie and suntan lotion on your forehead. Because it would have been sweet, right? You are so I should have taken your your nice. I should have taken your nice new baseballs and boring stickers, <laughs> cut out along the stitches, put that on my forehead, and let that marinate so until uh, I get a nice ta- temporary tattoo. Yeah, no, it's it's awesome. I think it's a nice base. But I was out in the like the bleachers and I watched him track that ball down, 
and all I thought about was just like how unbelievably athletic he is. Like that, like it, it's it's sappy to say, but like this is like a player that like you go down generations like saying like I had the opportunity it's to watch this, and I'm gonna posit this. I'm gonna posit this. You had a you had a pretty cool moment, Rob, between a Hall of Famer and a future Hall of Famer this weekend. I I want to I got to document it. I I got the video of him walking over from the very jump and over to you and Ortiz. But I would like to hear your breakdown. Are you of what talking about there. when I walked by you and Steve Peralt on the way to interviewing Evan Phillips? No. Oh yeah, that yeah. Well, no. Uh, so I should. That's the the future Hall of Famer with a future right. Hall of Famer. I'm All talking right. Hall of Famer with a future right. Hall of Famer. That so what one. do you want? To, so yes. Uh, um yeah so anyway <laughs> here's a story uh where so i have the sticker that this i'm gonna go a little further back i have the baseballs and boring stickers now right everyone loves the sticker put in them yeah, everywhere. so the only person that declined a sticker was cora so cora you know we're, he comes over it'll grow on him it'll he, grow he on doesn't him. like yeah, baseball he just clearly now. doesn't like baseball but you know whatever right. it was a goof where he comes over we're talking i'm like hey have a sticker and, ah, i don't want a sticker so whatever it's fine and uh and then so we're talking and then all of a sudden i hear rob rob and i look over and ortiz you know or they come so he comes over and he gives like bro hug and i have the sticker in my hand so i like pound the sticker into his hand it looks at it and Cora comes over and whacks it away. He like literally whacks it away, like whacked the sticker to the ground. And so anyway, um, yes, we just wanted to define that Alice Cora hates baseball. Uh, but, uh, um, but yeah, so I said to Ortiz, hey, you know, like, hey, you get up, you get a minutes to sit down at any point. Cause you know, you know, Cooper, you've seen him around there. Like once he gets going, everyone's pushing. It once it's game time, it's he's he, well, he's just in. running around, and he was with a Make a Wish kid. It's so, okay. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, 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 yeah. So anyway, so uh, Pam Ken was nice enough to remind him. So uh, he came down the dugout, and we sat. It was good because it was a it was a good engaged Ortiz, which is you know having in- interviewed him like hundreds of times. Like if you know if he's not engaged, it's it's definitely different. But I was super engaged, and we talked about a few different things, including the Mookie situation. But in the middle of it, you know, I could hear. So I'm filming it with a mic, and I hear someone saying, uh, "Like this interview, what do you say? Like because you were behind him, he's like, this interview has to stop, or this interview, you're gonna have to you know, pause this interview for a second. And I'm thinking, like, who is saying this? Because I I can't look. And then here comes Mookie, and. If you look at the the freeze frame of the of the hug, the look on Mookie's face is so cr- like crazy happy. Yeah, the smile. the smile. Yeah, and um, and so the picking through that video. So obviously you heard what like David said to him, like so the two of them. And I'm not stopping the the recording. And the two of them are like Ortiz is from his heart telling him about this interaction he had with Dodgers fans and and Mookie goes thank you sir like like because like his dad you forget like his dad's a military guy right so he said he called thank you sir thank you sir and it was like this genuine I mean I thought it was genuine 
this genuine moment, like reunion of these, yeah, there was cameras around, but still, like there was nothing dismissive or fake about that moment. So anyway, I don't know, know what else you want from that, but it was cool. Rob, you like, uh, I know you like baseball stories. Believe it or not, I actually have a, a Willie Betts story. Ooh. Mookie Betts' dad. So I, um, 2018, I went to Red Sox versus Rays, and I was sitting in, uh, I think, section right behind home plate and up, the, the family section. I used to go there all the time because there would always be, like, rows of open seats. So you buy standing room and move down. And there was this older gentleman uh, talking to a bunch of, uh, bowlers who were in uniform and they were sitting a row in front of me and then they got up and left and he turned around and started talking to me uh, and then I said are those bowlers are they in town to see Mookie because um, Mookie bowls and he goes no they're in town for a tournament but they are going to see him and we started chatting and he kept bringing up Mookie and I said to him I was like do you know Mookie Betts personally because you've mentioned him like a lot and he goes yeah, he's my son. And I kind of did like a, are you serious? And I shook the guy's hand. I'm like, I'm sorry I didn't introduce myself. I'm, my name's Sammy. Nice to meet you. And he goes, hi, I'm Willie. And uh, I feel like a jerk because I went to the bathroom and I Googled Mookie Betts' dad just to confirm it wasn't a guy messing with me. It wasn't. And um, fr- from the fifth inning to the end of the game, the Red Sox were down by seven. And they made an insane comeback. Mookie scored the game-tying run. And... Um, yeah, we talked for, it was like 90 minutes, maybe more. And he was such a nice guy. And he was telling me all about like Mookie going to tryouts as a kid. And he would be the smallest guy there. And the coaches would overlook him. And then they'd see him doing drills. And they would just lock on to him. And um, we so we chatted for a while. And then the next day, I got tickets again. And um, I see him. And he sees me. And he goes, hey, Sam. And I go, hey, hey Willie, oh. how are you? And he just says, hello. And my friends were like, who is that? And I didn't want to explain the whole story. So I was like, oh, just this, oh, this guy no I know. So, oh, wow. Just yeah, a guy I know. You know really cool. No and like, not, not to me be like Willie. one of those, those Boston guys who's like, oh, I talked to so-and-so who said. But what he told me, he, he sounded, he seemed to believe Mookie was very happy with the Red Sox and everything just from our conversation. And um, yeah, man, really cool. Willie Betts, like one of the nicest yeah. dudes. It was awesome hearing all about like, like front row seat to hear about Mookie's ascension into stardom. And it's funny. I even made a comment. I said, you, Oh, you must be excited. Big contract coming up. And he kind of giggled and was like, Oh yeah. Hope he cashes in. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Parents, man, his Willie parents Betts. are so, so such nice people. Like you said, his, I mean, his dad was in Vietnam, I believe. And uh, yeah, so military family, and I think a lot that his, you know, there's there's a lot of that's awesome. First of all, it's great. It's an awesome story. I'm happy that was a great interaction too, because he is a good guy. And uh, but yeah. you know, it speaks to, you know, I want to talk about like Mookie's weekend, the whole thing, and Coop, like you were, like you saw him, like in that moment, like you're filming him, and good job of on you of filming that moment. Thank you, steady, yeah, hand. and. But you see him, and I think right before he came out of the dugout, I was talking to Matt Noon, the batting practice pitcher. But, I mean, he had to hug every everybody. He had to say hi to everybody. But he did it in a way which – it just reminded me of Xander so much because Xander did the same thing in San Diego, and that was in San Diego. But he, you know that so many people are going to want to just say hi. And, and, he, and what I saw from Mookie was that – he treated every hello with such sincerity. 
and and that that was I don't know if like didn't you when you were watching him walk around if you had the same vibe. So a little background on my on my side of it. Um I I was like getting I do some social stuff for the Red Sox uh broadcast booth from time to time, my little ditty over there. Uh go follow it, Sox at, at Sox, Sox booth, yeah. whatever. Uh, but so I was, I was like, Oh, Mookie Betts is about to get up and take batting practice. I'll get a video or something, you know, for live or to post. And, uh, so like I pull up my phone and I start recording and then like, he keeps walking and I had already just walked. I, I had just left the home dugout where you were just starting your interview with David. And as soon as I saw kind of like Mookie really like look at the dugout and start walking that way. I was like, Oh, he's going over to say hello. Like I'm going to like record this. This is going to be like a very cool moment. And, um, I just kind of had him walking along. And as you were just saying there, how he says hello to everyone and like how everyone also wants to say hello to him. That's exactly. And I'll put the video out, I guess tomorrow with the link for this episode, just as a little teaser for people to see. And, all I can do is describe it as the cool kid in high school, like the stereotypical, like cool kid that is friendly to everyone, like his class president. And like, everyone is also friendly with him. Like he's just walking through the hallway, fist bumping guys saying hello, catching up and like even doing it with the Red Sox side of the field as well. And he just kind of like floated down into the dugout and just gave a giant hug to David Ortiz. And like the entire time I'm thinking I, I, 50 years from now, like this is going to be like two Hall of Famers, like having a moment, like reuniting at Fenway Park, which is like really cool. Like it's one kind of like, you know, pie in the sky conceptualizing, but it's also like taking a moment and like looking at where you are in like history with like how old baseball is and that this is just like a little chapter of it. So that was like a very cool thing, but also exemplifies just like how important Mookie is to baseball and how important he well, could have been and, to the Red Sox. To, to lead you to like what Ortiz was saying. So, so when, first of all, to go back to that moment, <laughs> I, 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 I appreciate like the video, right? I really do. But it's like me, it's so awkward. And I'm like, and I, I yeah, you were, you were I doing knew, your best to I maintain that, the, like, which good on you. That was good was situational not, was awareness. Not, on I you. didn't know what, like, so I, I hold up, I'm holding up the phone. You're getting the I'm brand out there. The phone, right? So now comes Mookie, and I got the the baseballs and boring stick mic, right? Which so which wasn't a bad thing, but now I have to like, okay, who do I who do I shoot? Where do I put the mic? And I'm going back and forth, and I'm literally thinking, Coop, like sit probably along the lines of what you're thinking. I'm like, I can't blow this moment. Like I I look so stupid, like with my mic flailing it's- around back and forth. I look so stupid, but. It's, I, I'm just thinking, I can't. But like your perspective, like your shot of it is really cool because it's like a first person view of like that moment. Yeah. But like it is, I, I do have to admit, it's funny. Just in good on you. You were having a steady hand on all of it and staying like making sure that the, the mic flag was staying in <laughs> shot, like staying parallel. If one hand was moving, so was well, the other one. And, and the it was a good so, job. Like I, I got to hand the, it to you. So when he's walking away, James Cameron away, would hire you. I'm like, when he's walking away, hold on a second. Oh, you're going to do the podcast? Yeah, hold on one second. Yeah. Ooh. 
slight pause. Yeah. So when he's walking away, I go, I'm like, so the one th- one of the takeaways from Mookie's existence is that he's he's infatuated with his podcast that he does. It's like, <laughs> how are you? Great, I'm doing a podcast. How have you changed? Well, I'm doing a podcast. Like, you know, what everything has to do with the podcast. So when he comes over and he knows, first of all, he he's knows he's going to be part of a podcast, so that probably doesn't hurt. And then when he's walking away and I yell, "Hey, come on, be part I don't know what I said. Be part of the podcast." He's like, "I got to go." But I'm almost thinking like if I say the word podcast, it'll draw back in and make him forget that he has to hey. Like so you had him turn back. Yeah, like he was well, like the, again, he smiled, and I, I, I the feel girl like walking if, away. If there was, if it was a more time, which would have been like just awesome. It would have been awesome to have those two sit down. And and the only thing that I didn't get done over the weekend, like I wanted to, you know, Mookie was being pulled in a million different directions, but I would have loved to sit down with him and just say, let's only talk about podcasting. You know, that's it. Like we used, we did a podcast when uh, back Nick Fryer, I said to Mookie, I said, listen, Nick Fryer wants to do a podcast, but it's only going to be asking you about basketball. That's it. And, and his personality was completely different. And so I I got it. It's like Trevor's story with the shoes. I mean, and so, yeah. So anyway, uh, but when Ortiz, after he left, what Ortiz said about Mookie, that got him Ortiz going about Mookie. And and I said, like on the on the when I was talking to him, said, listen, you know, I distinctly remember in 2017 that that Mookie sit doing a podcast with Mookie and him saying the biggest difference is not having David Ortiz around because everything got passed through Ortiz. Every he was like the he was the guy. Like, this is a guy on the team admitting this in 2017. And, of course, Ortiz loved hearing that. But it also led him down the road of, this is the guy who should be. This, I'm putting words in his mouth, and I don't know how you guys feel, but it was like, this is the next David Ortiz. This should, this guy should be, should have been the next David Ortiz. Yeah. I mean, I think if you look back to the series in Houston – and I, I hate ripping on Raphael Devers, but you see that's your new guy. That's your new $300 million guy. And he's he can't feel the grounder. He's having a meltdown in the dugout. And then you come back to Fenway and you have to see Mookie paraded around by the Dodgers. I think it just, what you said, that that should be the next Ortiz, it just makes it all that more painful. I mean, that like I again, I think I did everything in my, my mental capacity, which I know is not a lot, but everything I could do to like, keep myself from admitting how painful this week. Like I didn't have fun watching Mookie. I don't agree with that. He's amazing. No, I, 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 I'm going to put, how did you not have fun watching him? Like, you can't, that was like, you what, can't like, just because he's beating up on the Red Sox or is it because like, like no. I can watch it. Like I said, like that play he made in right field. I can look at that and be like, that is just like an incredible play of baseball. It's because like you no, can't no, even I, like, I appreciate, appreciate that. Like, I could okay. say that I, I appreciate it. Like he's incredible. Like you got to admire the skill. But I didn't I, to say I sounds had like he says. It sounds like you're saying Mookie sucks. Yeah, I mean Mookie's a bum. He can't. I mean, come on, he doesn't even have 40 home runs yet. Um, no, but, but for real, he, um, I, I didn't. I didn't. Sox won fun. the trade, dude. I didn't have fun 
man. Like I, I really didn't. It was painful. It was like, what? Like you could have had that. You had that. He was great. And he keeps getting better and you let him go for money purposes. And again, we can talk about why they did it. That doesn't mean that it's justified. It's defensible, but so was Mike Tyson in his prime and nobody defended that. So <laughs> I just can't like, it's so hard for me to get over the whole Mookie thing just for how it went down. He's, he's generational and you had him homegrown and now he's in LA. So we're, as Red Sox fans, we're just going to have to live with that. And I think um, Coop, you said it earlier. I also hope that Sam Kennedy, John Henry, all the ownership, I hope they did not sleep well on Friday night because that was, I don't know. I don't know what you want to call that. You, that was Dodger stadium East for a night. That was, that so was I, Rob, you might know this better than me. Uh, were there, were any of the, the, the top ownership members, were they in uh, attendance at all I, this I, weekend? I don't know, you know, but I didn't see anybody. I know I was there yeah. obviously. Um, but no, I didn't see any. Because this this was a weekend. I mean, like both Pedro and Ortiz, that typically brings out yeah Pedro, the, the bigger the way, names of like the ownership the group. On Friday. Oh my gosh! I anyway, you can go back and listen to it. I'm pretty sure they have it posted. Um, but it incredible job. I know yeah. that we posted on the Instagram and like the Twitter the him talking about Brian oh. Payo. I so love that, I love some oh. good Pedro hyperbole. So good. Uh, yeah. him saying that he's going to be better. Yeah. Like, I don't think Pedro understands just how good he is. Yeah. I don't even like, I like, like saying that I'm, Brian Bayo is going to be better than yourself. Is I'm not even ridiculous. convinced Bayo's like, I'm not even convinced he's a number one starter. So I'm like, well, slow yeah. down Pedro. Uh, unfortunately, right Pe- Pedro's analysis was sullied by when he said almost the exact same thing about Ruby De La Rosa. So it was, <laughs> you know, it is what it is, but I, I love I don't, I don't care, man. I love Pedro hyperbole. Like Ruby De La Rosa. I thought that guy was the truth. Yeah, I thought that Pedro, guy was going to be. Pedro crazy. told me he was going to be better than Clemens. Yeah. Yeah. I was young and impressionable and Pedro lied to me. Thanks. Pedro. And you're how old and still impressionable? Almost 30. Oh, all still right. Okay. Yeah. So this is the, this is the thing though. You talk about, we talk about the next guy, right? The next, the, like all these teams have the next guy. Well, who's the next guy? This is the problem. It's like Devers is, and and Sammy, I'm not going to crap over Devers like you did, because because, because he missed a couple grounders. So, Dude, you, I don't get why you're taking shots at Mookie and Devers. It's I just weird. Think they're both, it's they're weird. both they're both awful. Neither are Pablo Reyes, and that's why that's I don't fair. like him. Or, or your guy <laughs> Luis or Urias, right? So, and Wong. Those are my the three. Big three, exactly. Who who need who needs Manny who needs Manny Ortiz and uh, Pedro? But so the question is like <laughs> the Red Sox need this guy, right? This is one of the reasons why Devers is here, sign the deal, because he's the guy still that they believe that the little kids would have the Devers shirt, and they do, but but it, it pales in comparison. To what even when Mookie was here, forget about what he is now. It pales in comparison to what how much how many jerseys you're gonna sell with the name on the back. That I think I see just as many Verdugo like jerseys as I see Devers. Yeah, which isn't and, like that's not no, how it should be. It's, it's not, and so so how the the question is is that how do you find that guy? Because 
the reality is like we talk about this vaunted farm system. Okay, there's more good players. Show me the great players. Like this is the this is this is the problem that they're gonna have. And it's a team that other than Yoshida has and you know, I guess Trevor's story to a certain extent. When you get to the stars, they aren't going to outbid other teams for these stars, these iconic guys like the Bryce Harpers who, you know, Bryce Harper was signed in Philadelphia in large part because Bryce Harper jerseys like Bryce Harper was instantly the face of that franchise. So how are the Red Sox going to find that? Because of all the things that we're talking about this weekend, that's the thing that you're kind of like, oh man, wouldn't it be nice to have, that guy, that sort of guy, wouldn't it be nice as Julio Rodriguez is talking in Seattle to have that sort of guy, you know, go down the list. So you, you don't, you don't find those guys. That's why we call them generational. And that's why it's so again, painful to see because you had one and now he's gone. Those guys don't, they don't grow on trees. How well, many when's the next generation? Let's just wait around. Yeah. I mean, I'm, if I had forever. That's literally what we're doing right now. Can't wait to see Marcelo, uh, by this, the way. Baby this Cakes is so was like, on a taking pictures this is, this Friday. Are you going to see him what? He was taking pictures yeah, Friday with, with like shoulder. people at Fenway Park. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, there's no, there's no right. guarantee he's going to play again this year. So, I mean, yeah. this and, and this is too bad for Marcelo Meyer. I, I've actually reached the point of kind of feeling bad for him. Because this is what... There's like just the no, pressure. Yeah, this is what we do. Like this is has there ever been this much pressure on a guy in Portland ever? I can't like well Blake Swihart turned out just fine. <laughs> Don't, I would not trade Marcelo Meyer for Cole Hamels. So there you go. Oh man, yeah, that was a good um, one. Was it? There was another one too. That's that's a great question. Like, has there been a player with more pressure on him or perceived to be on it? Because they'll say the organization say, no, 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 we're not putting pressure. But what do we do? What right. did we? What do we do when this conversation comes up? This, oh my God! Look at look at Tristan Casas the first month. Everyone wanted him launched into space because he had a bad month. Can you imagine the outrage if Meyer gets off to a slow start? That kid and and the the organization can say whatever they want. They cannot control the pressure that's going to be on this kid. It's going to be immense, well, and it's going to keep getting right, more let, and more. Let me give you another scenario. Can you imagine if Marcelo Meyer? gets into next year because now because he hasn't played the timeline has already been slowed you know where if you want to go down the road of like the Corey Seager continuum that's then he would make the majors in August or early September the earliest but what if he what if he doesn't play well next year what if his shoulder's still banged up well, then we have Roman Anthony. Yeah, that's just another two years down the road. Just keep kicking the can down the road. Yeah. You know how much. And you know what? Kyle Teal's going to be up oh, in 2026. So everything's going to pan out till then. Yeah. 2026, so baby. Um, but here, Rob, to put it into perspective, I just was curious the other day. And I, I put out a post. I said, how many people would trade Marcelo Meyer and more for Bobby Witt Jr., who, for my money, is one of the best young players on the planet? And way more. Then half of the responses were like, "No oh, way, I, man!" Marcelo Meyer. Honestly, that makes as... me want to throw my phone through the window. Me too. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm like, do you know how hard that is to to put? He's 20. To put that much pressure on a kid, 
to be as good as Bobby Witt Jr. is now, let alone what he will be in a year or two, crazy, crazy pressure on Marcelo Meyer. And this weekend just exacerbated that. So, man, good luck yeah, to that kid. I, I just – I it's – I mean, you, we were rattling off these names. It's fine. Like, they could be good players. They could be good players. But I think you guys hit the nail on the head. It's like, you know, this is an iconic player. This is rule of thumb. If the guy's going to be in the Hall of Fame, don't trade him if you're the Boston Red Sox. You know, if you're the if you're the cash-starved whatever franchise, then, okay, you have to trade him. You can't afford him. But if the guy's going to be a Hall of Famer – and and the, like you said, the marketing of it is another huge thing. We can't ignore that. Seeing him be the player that he was, seeing him be the personality that he was this weekend, oh, my goodness, that's worth 5,000 tickets every night. Even his name is marketable. His name's Mookie. That's a cool name. His name is even marketable. said to his dad? He said. I said that to his dad. I also said in, in 2023 he's going to have cool glasses in the outfield as well. And like. Oh, he, like that's what I mean. Like he is the cool kid at school. He's cool as hell. Everything about him, like the Red Sox, the Ray Bans out in, or like the he Wayfair type the glasses and the field. Necklace that the kid made for him. Yeah, yeah, the, uh, yeah. So he's a good guy too. Is there anything? This is what we should do. We should find a flaw in Mookie Betts and then harp on that flaw forever to feel better. Mookie about Betts him. is like the John Cena of like the MLB. He's so not he that like, field College. John Cena went to Springfield you know College? Yeah. yeah. Second, I knew he was a Marine. Alumnus. Nobody saw like, him. Big as in size or? His Q rating. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's the big three. Me, him, and James Naismith. Okay. That's a solid uh, bunch Brad right Pierce, there. What's a bigger? But yeah. Like, like everyone just loves him. I guess that, that would but, be the rock. Dude, more people love the rocker, John Cena. And you know what was like kind of eating away at me? And I hate to say this again i hate it because i love rafael devers what does devers do better than bets errors well no nothing no i mean that's insane when they so before the game on the scoreboard they have the the league leaders so you're sitting around you're waiting for stuff and looking at like holy mackerel mookie bets five eight what is he coop you were standing next to him 185? Yeah, he's about 5'8". Uh, why, why does... Am I able to yeah, tell people's like, weight by standing next to them? That's a cool superpower. That's how it feels um, fair is counting on it. Yeah, he was, he, was feeling, he was feeling about like 178 okay. that day. Whatever lunch, it is. Or light he's dinner. leading Breakfast, the National League in slugging percentage. Like, this is crazy. Yeah. And how many, how many home <laughs> runs does he have now? 36? 35. 35 now. Yeah. Hey, we got to see another Mookie Betts Fenway home run though. That was pretty cool. Yeah, I really loved it. Yeah, so I love it. It's didn't think I'd see that well, again. It, but this is, but this is like you mentioned, Davers, right? This shouldn't be the this well, shouldn't like, be the conversation. This shouldn't Devers should make the money he's making because that's what he would make in the open market, if not more. You you agreed. need yeah. a Rafael Devers to win, but you know what? You also need. You need other superstars on the team. Like a Brian Bayo and a Tristan Cassis and these other guys shouldn't have to sit there and say, go get them. You have to be the stars. There should be these other guys. And Justin Turner is, I mean, Justin Turner is the best hitter on the team. Wow. He yeah. is. 
Just ridiculous, by the way. It's like a joke. It just keeps going and going. Every game he does something big. So, um, But this is another issue, Rob. What, the, the biggest flaw with this Red Sox team is the defense. And if you want to move someone to DH, that means you lose Turner. And then you lose your guy. So it just... This whole weekend is just bringing up how many issues we have on the horizon, which is so much underdogs, fun to think though. about. Underdogs, though. Underdogs. Underdogs. Well, that's, that's, that's why underdogs they're underdogs now. You know, you know yeah. you're a real underdog when you're four and a half games back and you punt in the sixth inning of the oh, game. See, that you we got to uh, – I was waiting Sammy. Do we have to die? Uh, come on. Why are you so upset over Chris Murphy, like pitch? No, I, I, I honestly, it's honestly because I, I really like Chris Murphy and I feel like they kind of like did him dirty today. Like he clearly didn't have it. And everyone's yeah, like, well, you got to save the ball. This is the reality of it. They had nobody. There's no, who, who do you pitch today? Martin was available. Mark, Winkowski was Mark, available. Govera's been good lately. Oh, 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 just good, like, wait, 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 what? Kenley, Kenley could have taken the ninth. I, w- I honestly would have gone to literally anyone else because you knew it was going to be bad with Murphy. Kenley's not available, available, is he not? Of course that he was. Uh, but you had you had like four guys you could have gone to, and everyone was saying you got to save the bullpen. And I'm like, for what? There's 31 games left. The se- there's yeah, 19% of the season. I, I mean, I think that a lot of guys you're mentioning are – they might be sort of available. Martin's sort of available. Kenley's sort of available. Who else are you talking about? Winkowski, Whitlock, both pitched over an inning Winkowski, yesterday. Schreiber's yeah. been uh, Whitlock's not available. Yeah. Schreiber, no. Um, so I know that you. I know freaking, that you like the cut of Mauricio Jovera's uh, jib, but you know. But to me, this is this is this comes back to, um, you know, I think that a instead of Jovera, they should have another lefty. In the bullpen, other yeah. than him, they probably should have walked. Up. Can you say that again for me? Wait, 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 wait. Can you can you say oh, it okay. again for me? Jovera. No, 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 no. Should have added a. No, I, I just wanted to hear Rob again say Yo, Oh, it's a Jovera. Nice. Well, no, you had a nice enunciation. <laughs> I was wanted, I wanted to say, not to derail your whole segment. Yeah, there you go. There it is. I learned authentic. We're when, late night boxing it right now. When in doubt, always defer to Will Fleming's pronunciations. That's always, always true. And if, if, you, if there's any question, do not argue with him about it. Um, but either have another lefty instead of our guy Mauricio, or it did feel, it has felt to me, and this I'm not the, the harp on the trade deadline again, but I'll harp on the trade deadline again. You were an arm. You've been an arm short too many times, and I'm going to bring up my guy Middleton again. Middleton was is the perfect sort of guy. There's been too many times where they've had to run out Mauricio in, at key points, going back to the San Francisco. Now I don't even want to say Rosa Vera. Just call him Joe Vera. J O E V E R A. No, Rob no, had it right. I wasn't I, making I fun. I was. I, I enjoyed it. So I did not much. say love Vera. Yeah. Rob, we're 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 on the same page with that one. I think Middleton would have been perfect. Unfortunately, it, it, he's chasing a penny with the not, Yankees. It, how about that? Huh? <laughs> Could be worse. Shaden Freud or whatever. <laughs> that was the worst pronunciation Shaden you've Freud. had since Louis Robert. Shaden Freud. Louis <laughs> <laughs> Um But it, it, there's been times. 
where you've just you haven't had that guy that guy that can pitch to keep you in a game or the game's tied because you're bull whatever it is that was that has seemed like a miss and I can think of a couple games where you probably would have won if you had that or at least had a better chance at winning so oh yeah. the first game after the deadline with the, I can't get that game out of my head. That was the ultimate. If you had one more guy, you wouldn't have had to run Schreiber out there for two innings, oh, and you lose right. because of it. Yeah, brutal, yeah. brutal. By the way, wise. Zach, here's a, here's some breaking news. Oh. Friend of the program, Zach Kelly. Kelly, yeah. If everything Talking goes yet. well and it's BP live BP, Thanks to pitching in Green, pitching for Greenville on Friday. Oh, nice. good for him. I've heard okay. nothing but good things about that guy. Yeah. So happy He's, for him. Zach Kelly rocks. Yeah. Um, Confirmed rock. Uh, quick snaps for Joe Vera. That's four scoreless outings in a row. Four out of five, excuse me, scoreless outings. So he's like actually, he's actually pitched well, which is shocking. I know, I know I make fun of him, but like you can see you why they, they like don't, him. You know who they break. need? Coop, who do they need? Brad Radke. I was say about it. to say the guy say that it. just got booed for say his it. entrance. Say it. Say his name. The man that just got booed. Oh, no. Don't go. His return his back to Fenway. Say his name. The man that almost threw a complete strikeout complete, inning. A complete strikeout. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. if I mean, like, he almost punched out the say entire his, inning. Say his name. Two strikeouts in his return to Fenway. A scoreless inning from the one, the only, Tilty Head McGee, Ryan Ryan Brazier, who, by the way, let me... He still looks sad. His his Dodger headshot, he still looks sad. He needs to smile. I saw him smile. Went in the clubhouse, I saw him smile. So, here you go. Here's the numbers for you. It is one of the most... Forget about... Whether Coop likes him or not, or Sammy, you like him or not, I don't care. I'm sure he's a nice yeah. guy. Yeah, I, I like incredible him. father. I, I just don't think he would. Right. I don't think he would have succeeded. It's one of the most unbelievable stories. It's crazy. So, since I looked it up, in tw- he's now pitched for the Dodgers 27 times. His ER what? Yeah, his ERA. He has he has more appearances this season with the Dodgers than he did with the Red Sox at this That's point a- now. Yeah, I think he had 22 appearances or 26. He's pitched 27 times. With his appearance at Fenway Park, his ERA is now under one. (laughs) 0.99. All all because. And what was his ERA at at Fenway this year? But so it's, but it is kooky. Like this is, like, so I kind of keep, I kind of keep, but I don't. That's exactly what you need. You need him. Can you can you send him? Can you send him to Fort Myers to learn a cutter for ten days? Let's go. You know what would be that would be really funny if at like uh, like media day or whatever next year your first question is why didn't you guys teach Ryan Brazier a cutter? I think looks pretty. In, good. in all in all seriousness, like I do like seeing this type. Like this is like Daniel Bard esque. Like guy just like completely lost it while he was here in Boston. It, and me and Rob, we had our back and forths in the off season about him. And like, I, he did kind of, he proved me right at the beginning, but in the end he proved Rob correct. Like he is a serviceable MLB relief pitcher. And, and 
you know, well, you it just know, sucks that know, he's doing it knowing he was in going LA. To a new pitch. That's so. That's I think true. you're. I think you're both. You're both correct. I mean, he was never going to work out in Boston a third time. I think we all agree on that. And but like they kept him around for a reason. You can criticize the Red Sox all you want. They're not idiots. They're not keeping just guys just to keep them around. So, you know, I'm happy for Ryan Brazier. That was a lot less painful than Mookie, and I, I was honestly kind of happy can for him. Talk, today when he can we talk in. also about the tribute video on Friday? I missed it. Me too. Oh. Completely. I I went to the bathroom. I like and I the people it. who do those personally. I respect them. I think they're very talented. But what are we doing? Like, what are we doing? Oh, they combine it with the Frazier, video right? is fine. It was fine. And then they go immediately. They lump the two together, and they go to Ryan Brazier, and Brazier's sitting out in the, in the bullpen, literally like, "What do I? What?" What, what do you want me to do? And they're you know, hitting him like acknowledge or whatever. And then, of course, they show Mookie. But what, you, why, why do you lump them together? It's crazy. Wait, wait. They lumped, I want to make sure I'm clear. They lumped Mookie Betts, his tribute yes. video, with yes. Ryan Brazier. Yeah. Oh, my God. Do you, do you <laughs> think there might have been like a thing from up top saying, like, hey, don't make Mookie Maybe. special? Like it's treat him point. like you maybe, would everyone else. Maybe. Oh my god, that's so. That's pretty funny. I mean, I, give me a. I don't know what the explanation is. I'm gonna. I'll ask because again, I like them personally. But you know, it's. I don't. That made no sense to me. That made zero sense. Ooh. <laughs> that's really funny. Yeah. <laughs> that I would have enjoyed. What a, week, what a, what a weekend. weekend. You you. What a, what a weekend. MVP, Silver Slugger, oh, Gold Glove. How, outfielder how happy is Mookie to be getting on that plane and leaving? Yeah, I mean, what? He's got another two years until he doesn't have to do it's this whole not, circus again. It will be nothing like this. It'll be like, I mean, nothing like this. No, Yamamoto will strike him out like four times next time he comes back. It'll be fine. Don't yeah. worry. Kyle Teal will a, be catching. I did a, I'm not even worried. I did a Yamamoto not podcast just it. for you on Baseballs and Boring. Just for you. Oh, okay. I'll check. Oh, I did see uh, it with the uh, World Baseball Island, Classic guy. Yeah, and he yeah. said, yes, yes. And he said, Red Sox fans, no ball. <laughs> I agree. Kind of, sort of. Yeah, he said, yeah, the Reds, yeah. I, I actually, I think that there is a strong case for the Red Sox. That's the guy the Red Sox invested. That's the guy they throw the money at. Yamamoto. Ooh. Ooh. Now I don't, now after, after, Talk, the more I interact with you, Rob, now I don't think. No, but I think you see the list. I it, here, was, hear me out. I think that they've been scouting the crap out of him, as all these other teams are. He hits the age. He hits a sweet spot. You don't get a twenty-five-year-old free agent every day, right? They love him. Yeah. We know that. And we talk about the prospects. Good luck finding the the no doubt about it guy in the minor leagues who's a pitcher right now so rob i have a question um and it might be a question for later but when you do you think that we're looking at like a, a saturated market for pitchers because if so i feel like the red sox timed it beautifully because that's what they need and that's what there's a surplus of on the market yeah, so i but, feel like there's a, to me yamamoto- in their eyes there's a big difference between yamamoto and rattle off the guys who are out there giolito 
um, Nola, Nola, yeah, Nola, Urias, I mean, Erod, like even like a Red. guy like Snell, who's an awesome pitcher, he's thirty. I mean, you're talking a five year difference. Yeah, no, no, Snell's he has serious injury concerns. I mean, I know every pitcher has injury concerns, but I don't think he's ever pitched. I think he's pitched over 150 innings yeah. once. But we don't have but, to get into that. But yeah, no, I. I, there's uh i'm glad you say that that gives well, me some I mean, hope that at, they they do look see at, it like they you know they they paid a significant amount of money for yoshida so they're not afraid of anybody making that transition you know although you know we could talk about yoshida's shortcomings you know if that's worked out or if it hasn't but well we solved that actually we we solved yoshida on an episode you weren't here uh me it was uh me coop and Gordo, we're going to take turns next year driving Yoshida on a bicycle to the ballpark, so we never. Oh, that's right. Him, so he's not yeah. tired. We're going to alternate by series. I got a better. I got a better. So I I've compared him to the JD Drew a lot because my thing is is JD Drew isn't a superstar, but he's a good player. You just got to put stars around him, right? And now I'm like, yeah, well, JD Drew is probably better. But that said. J.D. Drew infamously had a hyperbaric chamber in his house. That's what he needs. He needs the J.D. Drew so hyperbaric gotta, chamber. We got to start a GoFundMe See? for a hyperbaric <laughs> chamber because Yoshida can't afford that. So we'll start. Well, why don't we just make this much easier? This just sounds, I, I don't really fully know what a hyperbaric chamber is, but it sounds like something Joe Rogan would do. So like, why don't we just have him listen to Joe Rogan? I feel like that's the easy thing. Have him just jump in some cold baths. Coop's gonna Coop's gonna take Yoshida like piggyback ride out to left field every inning to save his legs, um, so that he can. Last. I'll bring my, I'll bring my like phone with me. I'll put on Joe Rogan while I take him out there. It'll be like an Uber <laughs> ride. Well, the Nationals yeah, be like oh, Joe's Joe's talking to some uh, guy that's a like, snake like, like, expert. Watched, today, you're, are you familiar with Clockwork Orange? Uh, I know it's a I know it's where work. they basically make the guy they put toothpicks in his eyes and makes him watch a movie for like 24 hours. I'm not that's, doing that. do that with Joe Rogan. Like, that I'll sounds do like a crime. Whatever it takes. Underreported story it... in Washington, D.C., former home of Coop. That, yes, the, correct. The huh. only park that had the bullpen cart consistently offered to all the relievers. Did they? Do away with that. That was like a 2020 yes, thing, correct? The Nationals never got the message. Every reliever that came out, they pulled the bullpen cart up and offered it to them. It, and, and nobody. Which is awkward when you say no, because then it's just kind of like, well, okay, so I'll see you. I asked three people. I asked three Hi. people: Bernardino, Schreiber, and Kenley. How, did you were you tempted to take the bullpen cart? Bernardino said he was. Schreiber said he would kind of was. Kenley said no chance. <laughs> so, yeah. See, Kenley is the catalyst there. If he says no, the vet, I feel like everyone else on that like bullpen staff is just like, nope, we're not taking well, it. We're not going to be the one. Yeah. But I don't know. I think it would be fun. Just well, once. We'll get it for your sheet next year. There you go. All right. All right. So... Good times. It was a, it was a, it was an interesting weekend. But now we're flipping the script, turning the page. This is it, guys. Dig in, dig in, dig in. I'm spitting in my this gloves. You know, if dig we get in. together on Thursday, Wednesday night, whatever it spitting is, spitting at the pitcher. 
that's going to be, we're going to know that we're going to definitively know. Is that September 1st? When's September 1st? Friday, right? Friday. Sure. No. Numbers. Yes. My birthday Thursday. is Sunday. Wednesday. My birthday is it tomorrow. Is? Today. Oh, really? technically today. Oh, it's the birthday podcast. Oh, oh I saved it for the end. Happy birthday, blah, blah, blah. What can we give you yeah. for a birthday present? Smiles. How about a Barbie Fenway t shirt? I'll be, hey, I I will be, oh, buddy. Buddy. Oh, boy. He's got that, that won't be good podcasting, but I've, I've got a whole bunch. Um, I'll take one. Yeah, so I'll be at the, I'll be at the park today. If you're listening on Monday, I don't know. Say hello if oh. you see me. Will you bring me a Will you bring me a Barbie shirt? Because I think I'll be there too. Oh, what do you think? I'm made of Barbie shirts here, buddy. How did yeah. How did yes, How did I, I not make a pink baseball's boring T-shirt for you? There's still time. Yeah. Pink shirt, white font. I think would be great. Oh. Baseball is fabulous, or something like that. Do yeah. it for like breast cancer awareness. You're gonna be able to raise money. Use it for your tax purposes. Be a good guy. This is get good. good karma. I have a reason You're to get up in the morning to give you a birthday gift. You're welcome. There you go. No, well, I you have you have so much more in life than than that. Well, I know you do. Gift because like Rob, you can just set up the GoFundMe for the hyperbaric Ooh. chamber, and that could be the Ooh. gift. So I'll donate like five bucks. We're almost there. They can't be that we're, expensive. We're basically you're just gonna be able to pay like a random dude to just squeeze my legs for me. <laughs> like here's your chamber, Coop. Hey, we, couldn't afford, we couldn't afford the the real thing, so here's Yoshida's trainer. Yeah, squeeze <laughs> your leg if you need it. Uh, What's he doing to my calf? <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. We solved a lot of problems. There you go. Created something. <laughs>